America needs a tidal wave of the old-time religion. I have sinned against you. How dare you! We have no need to doubt God. The heart of Babylon is preparing the nations to receive the Antichrist. I didn't even build that house with money from the church. I built it with money from my book. I don't make this stuff up. Repenting of your sin. It is a moral issue. They got together and swore a pact to the devil. I just enjoy seeing people worship, praising God. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Believe It or Not, the show where we believe it. Or we don't sometimes. Yeah, most 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 times uh, we don't. But, you know, this could be the day where it happens. It's always it's always possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm Trevor Pullman. Oh, and I, no. And I'm oh. Damien Depping. Mm, beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, how I, you thought doing? You were, I thought you were apologizing for being Trevor Pullman. For yeah, no. So, sorry about being <laughs> Trevor Pullman. Uh, it really bothers some people. So yeah, I yeah. No, but I'm I'm doing I'm doing well, Trev. How are you? I'm doing great. Spent yeah. the weekend with uh, my sibling. We hung mm-hmm. out, ate a lot of junk food. Yeah, and uh, still in recovery from that. So <laughs> recovery mode, huh? Yeah, so much junk food. The one day we went to a movie. It had been in a while, so we went to see mm-hmm. a movie in the movie theater, and so we just ate like popcorn for dinner. <laughs> And then afterwards, stopped at 7-Eleven, just bought a bunch of junk food and watched more movies at home. And then oh man, we both just felt like shit the next day because of all the junk food. (laughs) And you're still recovering? I think so. Yeah. I mean, also, that's true. Also, I uh, didn't get a lot of sleep and just woke up. So that's probably more what it is. That's fair. That's fair. I haven't been sleeping much this week either for some reason. So so if we if if we're low energy. Mm hmm. Yeah, we're a bunch of sleepy podcasters. You know, we're not going to get it done. So exactly. You got your big trip coming up. Yeah, I'm going to be away for a few weeks. I'm going out, going out west, as it were. You know, Uh, I'm uh, well, I I decided that uh, this whole podcasting thing wasn't working. So I'm going out panning for gold. Mm. And that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's what it is. Or drilling for oil. I don't know which one it was. I'm I know I'm just going out there and whatever happens, happens. Yeah, you can do both. Yeah. I'm looking forward to uh really becoming super conservative and maybe Christian. We'll see mm-hmm. what happens. Yeah. But uh, you never know, right? You never know. I'm sure I, I went to bed like watching the election results when it was still mm-hmm. they were still canning Ontario, and I was like, Yeah, we'll be fine. But I'm sure they were all conservative there and some PPC, which is Canada's racist party. I think that's what it stands for. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, Trump light. Yeah, exactly. MAGA light. Yeah. (laughs) Which is so weird in Canada to have those people. Yeah. So, yeah, that's weird. Have some of those politics seep in. But, well, there was uh, a few coverage I saw and there were people waving Trump 2020 flags. I'm like, what are you doing? Wrong country. So dumb. <laughs> Wrong year. It's yeah. over. It's over. Do you ever go to Sunday school? No, mm. no. In, in my house, uh, Sunday was uh, the Lord's Day, not a day for school. Mm. Smart. That, that's what I would have said if I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I go to school five days a week. You want me to go at six? No, thank you. <laughs> hey, this is the Lord's Day and it is day of rest. So, <laughs> so I'm nope. not going to school, mom and dad. <laughs> Believe it or not, we'll get into it. But that was actually an objection to Sunday school starting was that you shouldn't learn on a day of rest. I believe uh, it. 
But I asked some of our listeners what their, some of their memories about Sunday school are. So I thought we'd go through some of those and then I'll talk yeah. a bit about the history of Sunday school. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with, well, maybe I'll go through some of my memories of Sunday school. Sure. So, so my church had Sunday school between, between 10 and 11. So we had our 9 a.m. service, which was like the early service. And then we had the 11 o'clock service, which was like the old people service. And <laughs> so nine o'clock was when we, you know, the, the church service that played all the hit yeah. cool songs. And then the 11 o'clock one was all the old hymns and, and things mm-hmm. like that. But in between, they had Sunday school. So kids from both services would go would meet up in the same Sunday school class. It was like by grade and it was always like run by a volunteer. So some years the teachers were great and some years they were awful. The best, though, was I think in grade six that we got the room that had a little cubby with all the costumes for all the Christmas plays and stuff in it. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So people who got there early would like run in there and hide and then like try to scare people or like we'd try to sneak off during the mm-hmm. Sunday school to to go in there. But yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, my, my knowledge of Sunday school mostly comes from TV. Yeah. And, like the Simpsons and stuff mostly. Mm-hmm. And I always, you know, like I always found it weird going to like a school for church on the weekend. That always was a weird thing to me. But then the more I like learned and then I'm like, a lot of people go, several times throughout the week, not just for like Sunday school, but like Bible studies and yeah. other services. And that weirded me out because I'm like, once is enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, because we would also have our Wednesday night, mm-hmm. like we called it CYC and then CLC. So Christian Youth Club and Christian oh, Life Club. PYT, pretty young thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, yeah, we called it PYT for a while. And then I think they just made up a name, but it was basically like a ripoff of the Boy Scouts. And yeah, so you'd wear sashes and you had to get your like patches for different things like memorizing Bible verses. and. and But weren't the Boy Scouts already a Christian group? Yeah. Hmm. And uh, I think they ended up suing the company that made all this stuff because Mm -hmm. they would they even had like names from from the Boy Scouts like in for like. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, But so they they got sued. But uh, yeah, let's anyway. Back to to Sunday school. Sorry, I was. (laughs) I was, you know what? I was like, the rest of the week is feeling uh, neglected today. So I wanted mm. to get back to it a little bit, just a little bit. But now yeah. we can go back to Sunday, the proper, uh, proper Sunday. Sunday school day. And maybe some people are listening to this on the way to Sunday school mm. as their you parents. Think, you think so? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Probably not. But maybe. I'll believe it. I'll believe it. Stan says, uh, my parents weren't religious at all, but I went with a friend to her Baptist Sunday school. They gave me a Bible and I never went back. Mm. Hey, free book. That's true. Free Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, I was told that Bibles are great because the pages are so thin. You can use them as rolling paper. Oh, that's yeah. a good call. <laughs> I've heard, I don't know how great they would be, but that's what I've heard. So, yeah. How, is the ink <laughs> safe to smoke? I don't know. Oh, I, I guess. Uh, Jordan says uh, the good part of Sunday school mm-hmm. had a crush on the pastor's daughter. The mm. bad part had my arm broken and ribs fractured by the pastor when I asked her out. Wait, what? Yeah, I know. That's uh, that took a turn. Holy shit. Yeah. Don't go to that church or any. But... Did uh, did that pastor receive any um, uh, consequences for their action? That's I don't... a good that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, we should find out. Jordan, reach out. What happened there? 
I also want to know, like, how old were you at the time? Not that it really matters, because either way, it seems like you were probably a minor. Mm hmm. And uh, this this pastor should have gotten jail time. Yeah. For assaulting a child. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think so. You ever see that video of the guy who punched his uh, youth group kid in the stomach? I might have. Yeah. Yeah. To, to save him for the Lord. Yep. Yeah. Uh, OK, so this person says spending time with kids my age, some of them my old friends, fun activities and I guess a sense of community. Looking back, it was the cult like worshiping was weird. But as a kid, you just don't think of it that way. Yep. And uh, yeah, we also watched dumb short videos that ranged in animation quality. And, and looking back, they were mostly bad. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't mm-hmm. we didn't do a lot of videos in my Sunday school. Uh, I don't know if that was because they didn't want to wheel that, you know, the the, the TV, TV on the on the mm-hmm. stand, the classic like school TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, this person says lots of puppets went to a lot of churches because uh, we moved a lot and a bunch of them used puppets. A bunch of them had teens essentially teaching, preaching to younger kids on some days, like once a month. Um, was uh, was your Sunday school taught by uh, like teens or was it? No. Grownups. It was taught by grownups. It was taught by like my friend's parents. I pretty okay. much remember the ones I remember anyway were like my friend's parents. <laughs> so, so was the Sunday school thing like the teachers, teachers and stuff predominantly like volunteers and people in the congregation who would do that stuff? Yeah, I think in most churches that's kind okay. of the way it works. Right. And um, I think early on too, it was very empowering for for women because it was one of the first times that after Sunday school started, it was one of the first times that women were like allowed to teach and be involved in in a lot of church activities and stuff. Right. So. My my issue with that, though, is that uh, for most other instances where you are teaching children, um, you have to be uh, qualified to yep. teach them. And uh, in this case, you just have to be um, someone who goes to church to teach them. Yep. So that's my big issue right here. <laughs> but you're already teaching them false information. So I guess it I doesn't guess, really matter yeah. who's teaching them the false I mean, information. I mean, at least if you're going to teach them false information, teach it to them correctly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, the same person also says that they, uh, by like fourth, fifth grade, they were already asking too many questions. So they ended up just having to go into church with their parents because <laughs> <laughs> Sunday school teachers didn't like them asking the questions. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, one person said that their parents just showed them clips from Ten Commandments and then they just showed parts of Ten Commandments. So over months, they would just watch the Ten Commandments. <laughs> Uh, uh, this person said uh another uh, crush one uh good the good part having a crush on the pastor's son uh he says trying food from other latino countries interacting with kids like me the bad the bigotry hypocrisy and the backwards logic he's uh, to excuse it all encouraging latinos to act against other latinos uh, and other minority groups that's sad yeah yeah yeah, lots of stories like that. Puppets. <laughs> this one person said they went to a church where uh, the, the puppet said, when you go to heaven, you'll find your lost items. You'll find your lost shoes when you get to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> That's like, uh, I was just looking up because I was trying to remember some of the Sunday school things from The Simpsons. But like the one was like, uh, uh, ma'am, if you're really a good person, but you're in a really, really, really bad fight and your leg gets gangrene and has to be amputated, will it be waiting for you in heaven? It's just like, <laughs> for the last time, Bart, yes. 
That's so. So I guess it's the same thing, you know. Yeah. Your, to- <laughs> your toys will be. That'd be great. Like you had all your arms and legs chopped off, and then you go to heaven, and they're all waiting, waving there. They're all waving. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they'd probably be holding a sign like at the airport, right? That's true. Yeah. yeah. It'd be yeah. like Trevor, Trevor, Trevor Pullman. <laughs> Darren says singing action songs that say like "Hallelujah, praise ye the Lord." Uh, and then just to fill up time, like songs that meant nothing really just to fill up time. I feel like, like I hate that. See, like I didn't like when we would do Christmas carols at, in school, mm-hmm. like when we'd all have to go to the gym and sing Christmas. I hated that. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like I feel like Sunday school would be like my nightmare because the religious songs were always the worst songs to sing anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Especially like nonsense. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Al? Who's Al? Who's uh, Al? Hallelujah. <laughs> he he owns the church. Uh, oh yeah, Big Al's <laughs> church. Oh yeah, a lot of people mentioned felt boards. Um, so those are like those. There were the boards. With, it, yeah. That's a list of the, like who the pastors felt up. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was like the oh, they had oh. pictures of Jesus and the disciples, and you move them around on this felt board, and oh. you tell a story about, right. or like yeah, like the fruits of the spirit or whatever. Uh, oh, he also mentioned Fire by Night when he was a teenager. They would make them watch that Fire by Night. If you ever seen it, it's like a it was a Christian sketch comedy show. OK, <laughs> minus the comedy, I guess. Right. It's, so they have like sketches and stuff. And then they'd also have like part sitcom. But like it was always like in your face trying to scare you away from having sex or scare you away from joining a satanic cult. And that doesn't sound funny at all. No. <laughs> yeah. I watched a clip the other day of a guy who was like uh, talking about like, don't you get it? I'm a Satanist. I'm supposed to kill you. <laughs> uh, I mean, I never thought about it that way, but yeah, I guess that's probably true. Yeah. Well, also, I, I was also thinking about those, like the felt Jesus and the disciples, you know, all the other kids playing with like transformers and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> You have to play with felt Jesus. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like I have a lot of these. So maybe I'll just skip down and we'll start doing the history first. Sure. But, uh, Aaron mentioned, though, Deep and Wide was a song. And I'm in the Lord's Army. I very much deep remember. Deep and Wide? Deep and Wide. Deep and Wide. There's a fountain flowing deep and wide. And then you do actions with it. And then you like a fountain. You're doing like, <laughs> oh, I just poured my coffee everywhere like a fountain. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, it's a beautiful song. But yeah, so 1700s. Let's go back to the 1700s. Mm, we'll get uh, back into the time machine. Yeah, fire up the flux capacitor. Yeah, 1751 is when uh, a, a church called St. Mary's Church in Nottingham by England. Uh, England started doing their Sunday school. It's maybe one of the first ones. There's a few other ones that kind of pop up. Uh, here and there uh basically right. the idea is though is you know a lot of people have switched over to protestantism so it's basically you know get the kids in there you're going to teach them catechism mm-hmm. you're going to teach them the basics of the faith hopefully persuade them to stick around i mean a lot of this feels like it's just the parents don't couldn't be bothered to teach their kids this shit so they're just yeah <laughs> someone else do it for them exactly but then a guy named robert rakes comes along Robert Rakes, he's uh, he was a businessman, a business tycoon, you could say, newspaper owner, and as well as other 
businesses and things. He's uh, the, the, the story goes that he was sitting in his study on a Sunday afternoon and kids were playing out in the streets and making lots of noise. And he was like, damn, kids, what are they doing out there? And then he realized, like, oh, yeah, Sunday's the only day they have off because all these kids are working in the factories. And, <laughs> like, yeah, they should put, put them to work. But, yeah. And so, like, as young as five, a lot of kids would start working in these factories and and especially like lower class mm-hmm. kind of poor kids uh, have yeah. to help support the family or support themselves. So he's like, well they have the day off so why don't we try educating them was it because he wanted the kids to stop annoying him when he was trying to do work in his study or was it because he cared about the kids that's you know up in the air (laughs) but either way he started pitching the idea of doing classes on Sundays to teach kids who can't go to school during the week how to read and write and how to you know do math and uh, all that well, I guess that stuff's good, I guess. Yeah. So it started off less about just teaching them about the Bible, even though, you know, there that was part of it. But it was more about general te- education, general education. Exactly. I was going to say, like, can you imagine being like the dick who, you know, you're just an old person and there's the kids playing ball outside and you're like those damn kids. I'll teach them. I'll force them to go to school on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so 1780 in uh, Gloucester, England. Um, I think it's it's Gloucester. I think it's Gloucester. Okay, I think that's how you say it. Worcestershire. Yeah, Worcestershire. Yeah, Uh, yeah. They started him and Thomas Stock, uh, another guy. They started working on this and getting it up and going, and so they uh, pitched it to their their church, I guess, and they got clergy involved lay people involved to start teaching these kids how to read and write so they'd come in in the morning and then stay most of the day and and learn so you'd go to mass or you go to church or whatever but uh but before that and after that you're studying till about five i guess in the in the afternoon right yeah and so yeah reading writing arithmetic but again like like we said people weren't some people didn't like this at all Number one, because those poor people need to learn their place. They shouldn't be reading and writing. If they start reading and oh, writing. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> then they're going to get crazy ideas about, you know, they're going to read some pamphlet saying that maybe five-year-olds shouldn't work and they're going to start fighting against child labor or they're going to read. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to read something about, uh, you know, an eight-hour workday or something like that. And mm-hmm. they're going to freak out and say, what am I doing working six days a week, 20 hours a day or whatever? They I got to work- say that that is something that we're severely lacking in this country right now. Is, is that ch- child labor? That's true. Yeah. People and people who can't read. Uh, so they just work. 12, well, they're, 12 hours they're, a day. they're saying that nobody wants to work anymore. Right. Because of Serb and, mm-hmm. and uh, that nobody wants to do these jobs. So why don't and the kids have to stay home. Right. Most of the time. Because yeah. Schools get closed or whatever. So why don't we just send them to factories and restaurants to work? Exactly. There you go. I think we just solved solved. the world. Yeah, We don't need to pay for daycare that way. The parents Mm -hmm. can work from home without having to take care of their kids. 
and we solve a labor crisis. Yeah. Problem. That's that's how you become prime minister. So. I think so. Yeah. And plus, their small hands are easy. Mm-hmm. It's easier for them to get uh, in the machinery to, to exactly. get that bolt out of there or whatever. Yeah. And especially today when things are getting smaller and smaller. Right. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And the other controversy, though, was that um, w- teaching school stuff is like working and you're mm-hmm. not supposed to work on the Sabbath. Right. And so that's why eventually they cut out math. Eventually they stopped teaching math and like arithmetic and stuff because yeah. that was the most like work. So reading and writing, at least you can say, well, you're doing that to teach them how to read the Bible or yeah, Christian stuff. So that's less work because you're learning about God. But math, that's no, that's a sin to teach that. So, so that was cut eventually from a lot of places, but they were still teaching them to read and write. So at least that was, mm-hmm. you know, something good for the old, the old kids, the old noodle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So people would, it was, it was pretty much financed by people who believed in the, in the program. So they would mm-hmm. just donate money to make sure that these kids could get an education, donate their time, things like that as well. I mean, that is a better, that's better than just dumping cash in the, the church itself I'd yeah it's true be trying to help poor yeah. disenfranchised children learn to read and write exactly and they so. were uh yeah actually it looks like a lot of times the teachers were paid so they were uh compensated for their time and it was mm. it would either be done they would rent a building uh, use a person's home and uh or things like that it wouldn't necessarily just be at the church well I mean, that makes sense if they're there all day teaching kids yeah yeah like if it's like like you were saying like a sunday school like an hour maybe no you can volunteer yeah but if you're teaching them to read and write all day yeah you should be compensating them yeah exactly these continue to grow they you know spread across uh Mm -hmm. england it was it was a lot of it too was people were afraid that you know these kids are out on the streets they're gonna get into crime if we get them into school that's gonna get them off the streets it's gonna uh turn like reduce crime, things like that as well. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. It, you, education uh, can help reduce crime. Yeah. Weird. Huh. <laughs> yeah. And then, wow. yeah, so they became a, uh, they also became a great place for, you know, people to meet other people their age and, and make friends and mm-hmm. socialize. Cause you know, you're not just being doing factory work and being ordered around. It's, it's more of a community kind of right. thing. And you're like that. Also, you're learning about God. So by uh, 1785, there was 250,000 kids throughout England that were. Okay, that's a lot of kids there. Yeah. And then uh, let's see here. I think 1831, there was uh, one and a quarter million kids in Great Britain. Oh. So, yeah, basically 25% of kids in England were in Sunday schools. So this really took off there. Yeah. This this would have been uh, Church of England at the time? Yeah, Church of England and then other denominations. A lot of like Presbyterian congregational style churches were doing this as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And then it started to move into America. And but the thing is, in America, what was different there, too, was that there were more kids like less kids working in factory, more kids going to school, especially by right. like the 1830s. But you also, you know, they already had separation of church and state, so you weren't allowed to teach religious studies. So then, so you have all these kids already learning, reading and writing. So that's when Sunday school started to become more about just the teaching them studies. religion. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. So yeah. Uh, so Samuel Slater was a guy who had a bunch of textile mills uh, in Rhode Island. 
So, um, and oh yeah, actually as early as 1790. So early on in the Sunday school movement, he, uh, he started having Sunday school. He started making Sunday schools to teach the kids who worked in his factories, reading and writing and, and things like that. So, so there was still a lot of that. And then, uh, there was a guy named John Hale Vincent, uh, who worked with Baptist people <laughs> and started a system and, uh, 80% of all new members were introduced to the church through Sunday school by the 1800s. So a lot of, wow. Became a real like, Oh yeah, get your kids out there. They're going to learn to, you know, learn about the Bible, learn to read and also uh, come, come to church. So it, it helped the church grow as well. And, uh, and so it's basically like a giant recruiting factory for yeah. them in the States. So it went from being something where they're trying to educate uh, poor, illiterate children into becoming let's indoctrinate these children so that they uh follow our beliefs and join the church yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and it was so they would still do in the afternoon it looked like yeah so you kind of stay after church and and do your your learning and then like i said as more and more people were going to school that became less the focus and it became more on uh more about mm-hmm learning the Bible. So by the 1930s and 1940s, it switched from staying after church and studying all afternoon to like in the morning before church or, or between services like I did. And uh, it's like, and then it reduced from, you know, hour long, like a few hours in the afternoon to just like an hour long mm-hmm. Bible study basically before church. Yeah. And then, it, yeah. So there's still, you know, there's still, going strong a lot of churches spend a lot of money on making sure that they have hip cool sunday school programs with you know laser light shows and and all that stuff and probably still using puppets i was a puppet guy i did all the puppets uh when i was a teenager for the kids but uh... (laughs) (laughs) i'm not surprised Uh, yeah, I was pretty cool. Pretty cool guy. My church actually had adult Sunday school as well. So while the kids were in Sunday school, the adults had their own Sunday school thing, but like just met in the church and they would kind of go over things in the Bible. Right. That's one of those things that I've always found interesting is that like Bible study and Sunday school and stuff. You're all just like, it's basically like book club with one book. Yeah. Forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so boring. Yeah. <laughs> like, how, how do people read the Bible every day? And I know some people do. And I don't I don't understand it. Yeah, we were encouraged to like either. Yeah, you had, we had what we called our devotional time. So you either start your day or end your day with or both with reading the Bible. And like, that's crazy to me. Like, can yeah. you imagine like uh, let's let's think like maybe you were reading, uh, I don't know, like uh, Hemingway's For Whom the Bell Tolls. <laughs> Yeah. And you just you just read that every day for the rest of your life. No, and then you. you you took classes on it. You studied it constantly. I mean, if you were a scholar, maybe I could see that. But even then, you'd probably read other stuff. But yeah, it's just it's, just, it's so wild. I mean, yeah. I would get so bored and I yeah. just wouldn't stop caring about everything. <laughs> it's true. Very true. Well, yeah, uh, like in English class when you'd be studying a book and the teacher's like, well, why are the drapes red in this? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because that's what the author wrote down. It doesn't fucking matter. Exactly. So, I mean, if I had to do that with the Bible, I think I would go nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people do go nuts. And that's why you have people on street corners saying believe. (laughs) I guess saying believe is easier than saying this is why you should believe. Yeah. (laughs) 
but uh, a lot of uh, curriculums too. So we talked about how, you know, you mentioned that it's just like volunteers or whatever. It's just like your parents. It's not people who are trained to teach. So they would have curriculums. Like we always had these like booklets that we had to work through things like that. Right. So that's a big business too. Selling, making those, selling those books. I, uh, I worked with a youth leader who uh, that was his goal in life was to just publish this curriculum for for youth really in these schools that's what he wanted to do i mean i guess yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone's got to want to do it exactly yeah yeah there's the religious tract society which i'm sure is a great place uh and then and then a lot of like zondervan like different big book companies do their own curriculums yeah and uh so that's pretty much uh sunday school in a nutshell yeah so i mean it just seems like it was a bunch of people who originally wanted to teach kids who couldn't read how to read and write. Yeah. And then it just became, well, they already know how to do that. So let's teach them this bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh. I, I guess, I guess they're, they were coming from the same kind of place where like, they need to know this. Yeah. This is a good thing to know, but it's true. I, I guess uh, Stephen Colbert teaches Sunday school. Yeah. And uh, Jimmy Carter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, other famous people yeah ever or or do teach sunday school hey man more power to them i guess <laughs> i mean yeah. if that's what you want to do and that's your belief system sure yeah i i just don't buy it and uh i i'm i most of my perspective is if i was a kid i would hate it because yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking at it from that lens less about like anything else but more just like why do we have to go here and talk yeah. about this stuff I don't care. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, and you always had that one really hyper kid who like got all the attention because he was the hyper kid. And well, squeaky to... squeaky wheel gets the grease. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's uh, let's let's move on uh, to our Bible study and thank our uh, thank our yeah. Patrons. Let's say thank you to them. Thank you. Oh my God! Wow! Thank you so much! Oh, wow. thank you! Oh, thank you! Thank you so much! Hey folks, uh, this is Trevor here. Uh, first of all, I do want to thank the patrons, and I, I appreciate you so much. I uh, love you, folks. Uh, you're you're amazing. Uh, unfortunately. So Damien's on vacation, and I tried to record the Bible study thing on my own, and it's just awkward. So a huge thank you, but I'm going to thank you by name next time. Um, and uh, and also, for those of you who came to the Zoom party the other day, that was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for that. And we'll do more of those, and we'll do more live streams, and uh, we're just going to have, uh, we're just going to keep uh, the party uh, rolling. Thanks. Can't you see you're not making Christianity better? You're just making rock and roll worse. This song. So I don't know if. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Is this a is this a a Sunday school song that you would sing? No, it wasn't a Sunday school song Mm. that you'd sing. But um, I feel like I thought for sure we had done the song, but I couldn't find. I couldn't find. But I guess we haven't. I think I at one point was planning on and then switched to a different song. Right, right. What it, what it was. But this is a guy, by a guy named Ray Bolts. Uh, Ray Bolts? B-O-L-T-S? B-O-L-T-S? Zed. Oh, B-O-L-Z? Yeah. yeah, B-O-L-T-Z. Oh, T-Z. Bolts. Yeah, Bolts. Mm-hmm. Like uh, he's an extreme Bolt. 
Like, yeah, exactly. He's a bolt to the extreme. Mm-hmm. Uh, song's called Thank You. It was usually sung when a missionary was in town oh, um, or when somebody, um, it was like somebody's anniversary of like being in the church so long or whatever. And you're going to thank them for, for all the service they did. And you get some guy up there, some uh, lady up there to sing this song all about. Can I, can I just say that this this description of the song is already putting me to sleep. <laughs> so what Ray Bolt's Ray Bolt's songs were very story driven. He would always like create a scenario and then like tell a story about whatever in the scenario. Uh, a couple years ago, I think in 2010, around that time, he came out of the closet and said, I am a gay man. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of churches were like, well, I guess we can't sing his songs anymore. But uh, he's kind of stepped away from uh, doing music and things like that. and. Uh, just living happily with his with his husband and uh, mm. just uh, yeah, so of course the church turned their back on him like yeah well, I mean surprise Pikachu face right yeah come on yeah but uh, so uh, it says song goes uh, I dreamed I went to heaven and you were there with me we walked upon the streets of gold beside the crystal sea we heard the angels singing then someone called your name. You turned and saw this young man, and he was smiling as he came. And he said, friend, you may not know me now. And then he said, but wait, you used to teach my Sunday school when I was only eight. And every week you would say a prayer before the class would start. And one day when you said that prayer, I asked Jesus in my heart. And then it goes on to like, say at one time you gave money to a missionary. And because of that missionary, I'm saved or you you know gave somebody a, a sandwich or whatever so. this feels like you know like in like when you're in like second or third grade or something like that and then you have to like write a thank you poem <laughs> yeah. or, you know like so, something like really rudimentary basic and lame and then you have to write it out and then you give it to like your mom or something that's what this feels like yeah it does. i understand what's going on but it's just like ugh, ugh it's yeah so bad it's pretty bad it's yeah. bad but people would they'd sing the song and then everybody in the uh, in the congregation would be crying and, and crying. Uh, oh, yeah. Why are like, they crying? Because it's so touching and moving that every little thing you do, you don't know what impact you have on those. Oh, my God. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just overly sentimental for no real reason. It's just I don't know. It's yeah. la- lame. Lame sauce. Yeah. Next. Thank you. Next. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. As Mm -hmm. Ariana Grande would say. Who? She's a singer song. I know who that is. I was just kidding. (laughs) You're such a good friend. (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. She's she's one of the co-hosts or one of the judges, sorry, on The Voice this season. Oh. Mm -hmm. It's too bad because the Lord says, judge not lest he be judged. Mm. So that's true. Yeah. yeah. Even even in a competition show? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I feel like the Lord would love American Idol. That's true. I think you're so. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh thanks everybody for uh, coming to our Sunday school and um let let us know how you doing. Yeah, and uh if you think that we should sit down with you uh again on sunday and maybe you know stop teaching you math and just start teaching you more about the good old bible 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. bobbleheads. Yeah, uh, Jengis Crost and all the things he did with uh, his t- uh, ten buddies or whatever. <laughs> Praise be the Lord. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Work, 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 Sky Moon. <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 